This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show, Brad Reese. How you doing, man? Brad is a tattooer yeah. out here in uh, Los Angeles, works at Renaissance Tattoo. Um, I, look, I was just looking at your stuff, man, and it's interesting to me to see you don't see a lot of the, the mandala stuff, the sacred geometry, the dot work stuff. You don't see a lot of it down here in L.A. Yeah. or coming out of here. How did you get tied into that kind of style, and, and how does that resonate with you, man? Um, I picked up mandalas from a, a co-worker a few years back that kind of saw that I had a little intuition to do it, but didn't really have the... Uh, the draw like the capabilities too so we kind of lead you know push me in a direction to do it and i took it from there and it's been something that i really really enjoy doing and have enjoyed for the last few years well when he said hey let's i see that you have this intuition to do this and you might like this style where did he where did he direct you to um and how did you start developing what you're doing because it's not a a true like you see a lot of those guys guys like Hooper and Forte, Dylan Forte, um, John Dix. Those are like the, the, the guys that have been doing it and, and are at the top level. And they have a very distinct style. And I think your style is a mix of, of a few, you know? Yeah, it reminds me of uh, a guy named Watson, At, uh, Watson Atkinson, who I've had on my podcast. And he draws from a lot of different places for his inspiration. Yeah. And it seems like your stuff is... It draws from that like kind of Tibetan mandala stuff. Yes. It draws from tribal. It draws from, you know, almost portraiture stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how did that develop when your friend pushed you in that direction? Um, as you can tell, my style is pretty eclectic. <laughs> I like a lot of different things. Um, basically, when he pushed me in the direction, he kind of just showed me little tricks and little um, things to kind of help me better myself in that art form. And I kind of just mixed it together with... Um, all the things that I really enjoy doing, you know, and I enjoy tattooing and realism. I like mandalas. It's, it's pretty weird. People look through my portfolio and they're like, wow, you do it all, right? And I'm like, I guess. I just like art in general, you know, and mandalas has been one of those things that I've been really pursuing pretty heavily, but it's it's cool that you say Dylan Forte and Thomas Hooper, and those are the guys that I really, really look up to. Those are like yeah. some really heavy hitters in my book. And Yeah, they're doing it at the highest level, you know, yes. and... It's every you know everybody knows there's levels to this stuff and to really but it's also you can find your lane you can make your mark in a specific style guys have come into the business and done that and said hey I'm gonna be a dot work guy I'm gonna be you know a lettering guy I'm gonna be a traditional guy whatever it is and you can do that now and so it's cool to see guys like yourself um, not getting kind of maybe sucked into, oh, I got to do this particular style because it's, it's what goes here in L.A. or yeah. it's what's, you know, really people resonate with more down here, but you're forging your own path, and that's cool to see, you know. Thanks, yeah, for sure. Um, where, do you, where do you find most of your inspiration from with, with regards to the, the sacred geometry and the mandala stuff? Um, a lot of inspiration comes from, you know, a lot of the dudes that you said earlier. Um, and just it stems from just 
me just kind of wanting to create, you know, laying a piece of paper down and, and seeing what happens organically and yeah. just letting it happen, you know, and not trying to force anything. And yeah. It really helps, you know, and, and people vibe on that. So I haven't really um, steered away from that. I'm, I'm not getting scared of doing that anymore. It's more right. of like, cool, let me just be me and people are going to like it. And it's been working. <laughs> yeah. You're at Renaissance. Uh, it's a shop that I became familiar with um, through Same Travis thing. Ross, yep. and he was working there for a time. And um, I was able to finally meet Christian Merrick, owner of the shop. And today, um, it's one of those shops that I feel that is in LA. It's it's we're in San Clemente or San Clemente, yeah. yeah. But down here in this you know Southern California area, yeah. um, and it's it's kind of in the spotlight right now. I feel like. You know, guys are coming there, and the guys that are tattooing there are doing stuff that's top level, yeah. and um, you know they're connected well, and and it's it's cool to see. Um, how'd you come about working there? I actually um, sought out the owner Alan, who's okay, the uh, the main guy. He um, he was put a post on Instagram looking for you know artists, and I checked out his page, and top top level black and gray artist, really yeah. really well rounded. And I kind of hit him up and, and, you know, hey, dude, I'm looking for a place to go. I need a place to grow. Do you have something for me? And, you know, I was driving from Huntington Beach all the way to San Clemente every day, good 45 minutes, you know, and um, he, he really opened up a lot of doors for me. And, and he really took me in and just knowing that I wanted to be a better artist. And it was really cool. And, you know, I, I, he told me to, you know, sack up and move out there. And I moved out there like three or four months later and I'm there ever since. And mm -hmm. it's been a good two years now. And, Good. A lot of hard work in those two years, right? It yeah. seems like, to me, the the thing that runs through the vein, the the similar thing that runs through the vein of every all these artists that are working at the top level is they're hard workers. Yes. Right. They they commit to what they're doing and they they tackle it 110 percent. You know, um, it's what's important to them at that moment. You know, uh, and so. Um, yeah, man, it's it's really cool. It's cool to see up and coming folks and and really working hard. Um, what do you think it takes as an artist to get to that next level? You know, Ooh, that next level is hard. It's it's been a it's been a, a rough one for me. I'm only like four or five years in into this, and these have been you know the best years of my life. But some of the tough toughest, and mm. it's it's um. You really have to just be dedicated. You have to understand that this is exactly what you want and whatever territories or whatever things come in your way, you have to deal with it and you have to understand that this is your ultimate goal. There's a bigger picture that you really have to, you know, try to achieve and, and grab and it's it's it takes a lot of dedication, a lot yeah. of heart. It's definitely different. The industry's changed, you know. I think as artists you have to diversify at this point. Yeah. You know, you can you have to put everything into the tattoos, but you also have to, you know, I think the days of just sitting around in the shop waiting for people to come in and get tattooed those and, and those are over. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to hustle, you gotta learn, you gotta, you know, stay on top of your shit. Yeah, and, yep. um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a grind out there, you know? Yeah. But I think if, if, you, if you work hard and you continue to kind of strive towards growing yep. and what you want and I think it's cool because like what you're doing you're picking your lane you know what I mean you're you're with some room to, to flex and flow with design but you're you're picking the 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 dot work stuff yeah. and you're tackling it and I think that is 
what people need to do these days to a certain degree more so yeah. you know is true to themselves true to themselves true to their art and yeah you can sit in a street shop and do anything that walks through the door but the way that you present yourself the way that you present the art that's around you you know that's what's going to build the longevity i think in your career is yes. you t show people what you really what's going to make you happy what's going to make you strive yes. to do better and that's when things will grow yes so yeah there's you know there's definitely um a higher like calling when you want to get the respect of your peers mm -hmm. that's when you you know you really get to that level of dedication where you you want something way bigger than yourself and mm -hmm. you know there's a, there's a thousand people that are tattoo artists there's a lot of people that are trying to you know quote unquote be artists mm -hmm. but there is very few true artists yeah and those are the ones that get the shine and get the you know the the exposure and that really take it to the next level and those are what you really want to strive to be yeah absolutely absolutely man individual um, yeah what do you think it is that's in your work that you've tried to that's what have you put in your work that you that's there to do that to set you apart you know a lot of it like i said uh it's just organic and a lot of it's just me um you know dumping my heart into it and, and understanding that each piece that i'm putting on somebody is it's for life it's you know yeah. And it's, it's a satisfying feeling when you give somebody something that they're really, really stoked on and you're really stoked on. It's, yeah. It's a, cool, it's a cool thing to achieve. Definitely. Definitely. Um, have you, uh, with the sacred geometry, have you ever um, checked out the, the golden ratio or anything like that? No. Man, I got I to... Gotta, Dude, I got to show you some shit. It's yeah, uh, my mind. the golden ratio is a is I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before. I talked to with Zach Singer about it, and oh, I love that dude. Um, dude, he's amazing. Like yeah. that's another one of those dudes. that's like killing it, right? So many different like that portrait style that mm -hmm. with the mandalas and the color. Oh, mm -hmm. dude, he blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. He's and he he talked about he talked about the development of that style, and um, you know he is he's one of those cats that's really pushing the limit you know yeah. with mixing of styles and juxtaposing you know juxtaposing all this shit yeah. together yeah. And, and and making it work you know not just smashing some stuff together because very you, fluid yeah very fluid for sure um but yeah i was talking to him about the golden ratio and it's a ratio of one uh to 1.618 so on and so forth till infinity and um it's supposed to be a ratio of uh that's most appealing to the eye and and uh, it was used in in like architecture over history and in art like Leonardo da Vinci used it and um, and so there's a little tool like I have this tool that I use it's called a golden mean caliper and I've used it in the the last painting that I did I think it is in this in this time this and tide right I think there's a little bit in that time and tide painting in the in the layers of, of what I did yeah um, but in the last painting that I did that is uh, um, hopefully will be done by ink and iron is uh, I put so much of it in there like wow. I, it's a little caliper and you just measure this ratio and I just started putting you know all my roses the inside of the roses to ratio to the petals and the Perfectly you know lined up everything. just everything is as close to you know still kind of trying to keep it loose and fluid but as close to that appealing as close to that ratio as I could get and I tried to sneak it in there as much as I could um, so but it's it's cool man it's and it's the Fibonacci sequence like I'll do this shit too like um, have you heard of that the Fibonacci sequence yeah. so I'll use in that particular um, painting that I'm doing uh, 
it has, I only, I tried to only use those numbers. And so if I was doing pedals, they were in, you know, groups of, of one, two or three, you know, um, there was five roses on the thing. It's like, nice. you know, trying to do, trying to input all that stuff as much as possible. All those old methods, because mm -hmm. they work. That's, you know what I mean? That's why they stood the test of time and yeah. you're still learning them and they're still going to be taught when we're gone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Greg James started using it too. Um, the, to lay out his his Japanese work, you know, and he said he really liked using this tool, this caliper, um, to lay his his stuff out, and it worked. It helped him in some of the composition. Yeah, that's so. it's big, you know. <clears throat> yeah, this definitely has a nice layout, though. This time and tide. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you. You can get that on on the uh, on my website, sellingradio.com. Go check it out. And um, uh, but uh, what are you, what are you using for your setup right now? Um, I'm running Bishop Rotaries okay. and T-Tex. Nice. Yeah, you, you, you like the cartridge system? I like the cartridge system. Easy, convenient. Yes, absolutely. Is that the best thing you like about it? Because I, I just started diving into the cartridge system. I dig it so far, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and the Kingpin, I use their cartridge system. So they've just come out with a... Yeah, they just maybe for like the last six months, they've been in development for a while. And uh, I was able to use some 11 mags and oh, really wow. liked them, really smooth, really consistent. Each, you know, through the whole box of them, they were consistent. But I dug it, man. Like, it seems, it seemed easy. Like, and especially, like, working with the Bishop, you know, yeah. you can almost use that for every, everything, you know. Lining. And it's, it's a nice hard hit. You yeah. know, you know, if you can control your depth, you can gauge pretty much anything you want to do. Right. Soft to, you know pack color yeah it's pretty easy it's pretty convenient yep. yeah absolutely and and so i think that system is i think it's at least in here in the near future people are people are gonna it's gonna get more affordable it's just yeah, like disposables did you know disposables when they first came out they were expensive like not many people were using it now no They've gotten so inexpensive. And they it's weren't like, packaging needle by the, you know, by the 50 box or, yeah. you know, you were getting a sheet of 10 or five pre-made yeah. needles from, you know, somebody that you respected yeah. that are, you know, going to cost you a bit of money. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not even in the game that long and I know this. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Yep. So it's, um, yeah, I think it's a, that's a good system. Do you, you know? like the T-Tex? Have you, have you done I the haven't tried the T-Tex. You'll like them. Kingpins were the first um, ones that I did try, and I, yeah. I happened to cross those just talking to him, making my order one day, and he's like, oh, yeah, we got those. We've been, you know, working on them, and then I talked to um, uh, uh, my other contact out there at Kingpin, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, we got a full line, and we worked out the kinks, and um, so it's it's cool, man. I, I'm definitely excited to to dive into that more, you know, because it, like it. not only does it seem consistent and... and uh, um, but it seems easy. Very, you know, you can have essentially three or four different machines out with just one different machine. You yeah. Know? So it's just really just, it's convenient. You know, you yeah. can, oh, I need to get a five liner out. Damn, I, I wish I had just set up the machine. No, it's, you got your machine set up, pull yeah. out a five liner and kind of get to work. That Man, and I'm telling you, I'm at this spot right now where I have, you know, I'm using both a rotary machine with RCA plug and I'm using some coil machines all at the same with time a with a clip cord so I'm like switching my clip cord I got two of these coil machines set up and one rotor it sucks man <laughs> you know so I think the definitely I'm excited about jumping into the, the cartridge like system it. with a good you know a, a good machine setup that can run even if it's two 
you know it's consistent and you can you have one shader and one liner but you can set up multiple needles and they know that they're going to do the job yeah i love doing that i love adding um different line weights in and yeah and big stuff huge, like that you know people yeah. Take that for granted, lines, and it's like if you can throw them in there, throw them in there, mm-hmm. sculpt them out, make them as yeah. you know pronounced as possible, and if you know it'll hold up the test of time, right? That's for sure, and the more the merrier, dude. If you have seven different needles out, I'm having seven different choices of good times. Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly right. You, you know, know? It's easy. It, it just opens your options up with um, with what you're doing. Yeah, you it, know, it pushes you to kind of think outside your comfort zone. Yeah, you know, because you're gonna have to fully adjust to a whole new system. You know, you're right. going from bar and needle and, and like this certain uh, consistency to a, a whole different ball game. So mm-hmm. it's, it takes some time to get used to, but it's really a good a, a good uh, good jump. Yeah. What do, what do you like about the place you work at? The vibes, the, the atmosphere, the people, the energy. It's it's big. We we just recently picked up uh, Rich Pinita and uh, a guy named Josh JP Tattoos, and they are both just. Already we had some heavy hitters in the shop. Yeah. And we got them too, and it's just like, man, Rich Panita's working here. This is crazy. So we got some really, really heavy hitters, but with some great, great attitudes. Yeah. So it's, it's big, man. It's, and it's by the beach, so that helps. Right. <laughs> yeah. San Clemente's nice, right? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a little it's a little cut right off the five, and it's, it's literally like its own town. It's pretty fucking rad. We're yeah. isolated away from, like, everybody's bullshit. Yep. It's cool. No, it that's great. Do you surf? No, I don't really surf. I'm going to more now that I live there and everybody's kind of getting on my ass about it. Yeah, get out know? to the beach, motherfucker. <laughs> what the fuck? I live right behind, I guess, like the one spot that's like prime. And I walk there every other morning and I'm sitting there watching the guy surf and I'm like, fuck, why am I not surfing? Yeah. This is pretty weird. Have you ever tried it? I've tried it once. Okay. Long time ago. Bad experience. I, I think I'm ready now, but... I never know, you know? <laughs> okay, why was it a bad experience? Oh, man, this fucking... It was what they call it, shore break, Okay. I guess. Yeah. And I had no fucking idea. I just kind of went out there and was like, cool, let's surf. And I'm getting on this thing, and the second I know it, I'm not on the board. My face is in the sand, yeah. and the wave's still coming over me, and it's huh? hitting me back into the sand. I'm like, cool, this is rad. Surfing's like this, I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and, you know, I skate, so... When you fall on concrete, it doesn't fall on you. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you think, <laughs> and look, you would think that it would not, you know, it's water. No. It's, the ocean is a powerful, powerful yeah. thing. She's a, she's a bad mistress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. want to mess with her because there's no safe word. Yeah, for you know? sure. So it's, it's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Bad. Well, I would suggest get a little, you know, get a longboard, go out there, find a nice mellow, you know, point break yeah and you know get into it it's one of the most amazing things you can do i think oh, surfing yeah. i love it i've skated as a kid and you know bmxed and shit like that and um when i yep. came out to california and started surfing there was nothing like it really? you know nothing like it i've had some of the best times i've had surfing you know no some some cool ass like full moon nights you know one full moon night in particular at the hook at the end of 41st avenue in santa cruz it's just go. me and one buddy and um, the sunset was super dope because there was fires down in uh, down in um, Southern California, and um, so that so the sunset was dope. Yeah, Everybody right. kind of went in after the sunset, and so it was just me and him and another dude out there. And then that finally that other guy just left, you know, after a couple sets. And it was just me and him out there, and the waves were perfect. 
you could you know you could see the wave as it peaked because of the moonlight oh, yeah. and um, the only scary thing or the only creepy thing was paddling back out after you got the wave and you got to sit out there before he comes out again yeah by yourself a little sketchy but <laughs> creepy. You know, whatever it was fun yeah, that's a once in a lifetime experience you know what I mean yeah, you hope it's not. You hope you get those, yeah. you know, more of those kind of days. That's true. And, and, uh, but, yeah, the more you go, obviously, you're gonna, you, the more of those days you're going to get. So yeah, I'm going to have to start doing this more often then. telling you, man. You live in the right spot to do it. So um, Yeah, I'm there, dude. I'm in the Mecca. Yeah. Do you still skate? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. That's, the, that's like my workout. Okay. Yeah, so, you know what I mean? I'm in the chair all the time, and I'm like, fuck it. I got to go work out. I'll go get an hour or two at the Buddy's Skate Park, and yeah. I'm gone. It's, it's, it's a concern of people, you know talking about exercise and and you know as tattooers we sit and yeah. you know ryan smith talked about it on um one of the last few podcasts you know how as you sit you know it's inevitable that your you know your hamstrings and things are going to atrophy this is, yeah if you spend enough time in that position it's going to happen so you know we have to take you know that's all part of the process yeah. you can only tattoo for so long you got to take care of yourself. The longer you can, the more you you know, longer you can tattoo, the long you know, the longer you can make money doing it. So, yeah. um, taking care of yourself and and exercising, stretching. You know, I just um, got hip to this one book called uh, that had to do with eye exercises and shit like that. And uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading it and um, start working on that because I know my eyes are getting worse. Yeah, you yeah. know, over time. And um, strenuous. It's and, and you wear glasses too, so you know what I mean. Like I've had I've had like, LASIK surgery already. Oh, wow. So I had I had uh, um, LASIK like in 2000, early on, and um, never had a touch up or anything on it. But you, I don't need to wear my glasses. Like I can get by, I can function, and you know yeah. maybe not see a street sign, but I can work. I can yeah, I can do it. But wearing my glasses is definitely definitely better. But yeah. what I heard is is you can can almost i don't know necessarily reverse you know the the deterioration but you can definitely help prevent it by doing eye exercises and shit like oh, that shit, for I sure get on this. yeah yeah i'm a you young know. cat so i'm like i gotta prevent anything and everything for sure man you and know? you know what you're doing right by using equipment that is light and it's comfortable and it's been designed to yeah. you know um it's been designed to uh with longevity in mind, you know what yeah, I'm saying. So, sure. um, definitely helps. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. I came into it at this time in the right. scene, you know. And everything's kind of so far advanced, and it's mm -hmm. exactly what you just said, you know. It's yeah. designed for longevity. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely, man. It um, helps. So, what uh, what kind of projects are you working on? Any art kind of art projects or anything? Um, not really. I just recently sold um, a pretty big piece to one of my buddies, which I was pretty stoked on. So I'm probably just going to be diving into another big another big project, you know, and. I did a, it was like a big, like seven foot skull, but it was all mandala and all stippled with Sharpies. Oh. Yeah, and it took me like upwards of like 150, 200 hours. You know what? I think I saw that shit. Yeah, that you guys posted, someone posted oh, it. Oh man, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, that was, was crazy. It took for, and everybody that came in and saw it was like, dude, what the fuck? Are you, what are you doing? I don't know, man, I'm just making dots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I think I'm gonna do another one like that, but just I'm gonna do like a, a series of them and see if How I can... do you get through that, man? That's oh, it was, the monotony. Man, it was it was a heavy struggle. It was a struggle. It was, um, you know, a lot of just sitting there and just doing it, <laughs> buckling down and handling business. We're gonna pause. Yeah, it oh, happens. Okay. <laughs>
We had people looking for phones. Those are important. <laughs> That's all right. No worries. I would do the same thing if I didn't have my phone. I would be freaking out too. I did I freak out already today because I thought I left my. I didn't know where I left my fucking phone. Oh, and I'm like, here, fuck, dude. Oh, dude. I, I came back. Oh, I, I found it God. behind the mixer, and I was stoked because it freaks me out, man. Yo, I'd freak. I would fucking. I'd have a panic attack. Yeah. And be like, shit. What do I do? Contacts, appointments. Mm-hmm. I should have wrote it down. <laughs> Everything, right? Exactly. I only know like two numbers. I know my number, and I know my wife's number. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my fiance is a nine one one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Only two I gotta like link up. Yep, for uh, sure. Dude. Crazy, crazy. So we're, we're good. this this seven foot mandala uh, sharpie piece. thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, where did the idea come from? And to do it that big, did you do it on? Uh, what did you do it on? A canvas or? Um, it's like a really really thick. Um, I wouldn't call it cardstock, but it's like a really thick marker paper in uh-huh. a sense. Because I did it all with Sharpies, so I really wanted to just kind of like be raw with it, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Just throw it up there, see if it can, if it can work. Um, but yeah, it just kind of stemmed from wanting to do something big. Hold on one second. No worries. All right, getting back into it. Into the grind. Seven foot mandala paintings on uh, like a heart, like a heavier paper. Yeah, you know, more of a big cardstock, but. I think I literally dumped like seven big sharpies and like five or six small sharpies, just drained, done. What was the worst part of that that process? Because I know 150 hours, dude. Like, there at some point you're bummed on like being there, being there, yeah, and you know you have to complete it now, and you're like 75 or 80 hours in, or I don't know what that point I, came I for would you, but literally just sit in my at my house on my couch with that thing taking up my whole coffee table. My lady's sitting there like, are you still working on this? I'm like, babe, I'll get it done when I get it done. And just not even really paying attention at some points, just dotting and watching TV and just praying that this thing is going good. Like, man, this is a process. Wow. I have never done anything like that. So it, yeah. was, it was really just, uh, it, it proved a lot to myself. It was really cool. Yeah. You felt like you were, um, in what way did it prove to you? What did it prove to you? That I could actually sit there and commit to something mm-hmm. and then... It's really hard, you know. I have a lot of, like, an ADD in a sense. I have a lot of ideas, and when I get the idea, I'm like, I gotta sit down and handle it. So to sit there for longer than however many hours, it was a big test of my patience. And right. you know, I really, I really, uh, I was really happy when I did it. It was a big, big sensation of like, man, you did this, you can do a 200-hour tattoo, right. you know. And, and that's the way I was correlating it. Like, man, I can sit there and do a bodysuit if I did this. Do you, do you think that you want to embark on those bigger projects, big bodysuit types yes. oh, of yeah. work? Most definitely. I yeah. do. Um, when you were looking at my Instagram, those big, I did those big mandalas on uh, thighs, and like, those were all one session. Majority of them, I just kind of freehanded and just mm. and just drew on lines, and I love that stuff. The bigger, the better. Yeah. For sure. Anytime, all the time. Stencil, freehand. What do you like to do? Mix it up. Mix it up. Yeah. You know, some all freehand. If it's, you know, if I'm trying to tell the person it's going to fit their body a little better and majority of the time people want to see what they're getting. So you got to put them at ease and and do the typical, hey, this is what you're getting. The shit looks cool. You like it, right? And they'll kind of be like, okay, yeah, I see it. And then kind of do my own thing when they don't see it. (laughs) (laughs) That can get you in trouble sometimes. But you you know know what? I think, yeah, once (laughs) when you have clients that you trust or that trust you, you know, you can you can push those boundaries a little bit, you know. And a, yeah, a lot of times, 
what I like to do now is I'll sketch something out on paper, small, but then when they come in, I, you know, hey, I'm just going to draw this on you, whether that because it fits better or we can, you know, get this done a lot quicker. Trying to make a stencil is not going to, yeah, it's going to be a headache. So, um, and yeah, they have to be able to trust you and, and yeah. know that you can handle that shit. Because they, so. they only see the outcome. They don't know the, the in-between, you know. Mm. So when they sit in your chair, you kind of have to be like, hey, you know. Yeah. You're going to have to sit there and wait for this and this and this. I know you haven't seen it, but the result will be the result you've seen. Right. And that's that's tough, especially yeah. in those multiple session pieces, you know, because you do have moments in those multiple session pieces where maybe those transition areas, you know, aren't filled in. Yeah. And it's still a little bit loosey-goosey and maybe <laughs> some areas of lines that you're going to use shading to cover in that yeah. you know you're going to do or whatever. It's not complete, you know, and I think more so now you have to explain that to people because you know that you're going to go out and show it exactly. and you've got to have them know that you got to say, hey, this isn't done, yeah. you know. Most of the time people think it's dope anyways. They'll be like, yeah, oh, they're stoked. is that them. done? No, it's not done, you know, but it's, yeah. Um, yeah, I think educating clients a lot more nowadays, especially when you're doing that big work is important. They have to, you know, you have to understand that like, you got to just straight up browse the bat. It's a commitment. This isn't going to happen overnight. This is not how the game works. You see these big old extravagant things on, you know, Instagram and all these things. And it's like, that was not an overnight thing. Mm -hmm. You should have seen the amount, you know, months and months and months, months. years. And yeah. sometimes, you know, and uh, when, when they kind of understand that and they can, you know, comprehend that, it really helps. Yeah, it absolutely. Really does, you know? so, um, what do you think about conventions and things like that? You like working them? I mean, this is definitely one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I like music just because of the people, you know. It's Do you think the people coming here, you know, obviously there's going to be a certain amount of collectors. They're coming here to see specific people. Yeah. They want to get tattooed by BJ Bats or Nico or Rich or Flox, you know, those guys. Yeah. Um, as an artist who is uh, trying to push to that level, do you find that the people coming into this type of convention are willing to sit down and get get stuff tattooed on them? Yeah, um, you know, it, it's yeah, it's pretty. This is one of the conventions that you actually do get a lot of people that are coming in just to kind of like, you know, the the big guys get booked out. They throw it out there virally, and it's like people they pick that up. So a lot of the other guys like me, you know, on the up and coming, we're sitting here alongside the best. Yeah. So people. Up, you know they present us and, and take us like the best so it's yeah. it helps it really does being you know we got steve soto in our booth right now mm. and it, you know sitting next to steve soto does not hurt <laughs> right you know what i mean so it's it's this is one of the better ones like i said it's just everybody's so open to just getting to work because this is the show this yeah. is you know one of the bigger ones world-class people you know world-class yes. artists yeah. you know the best guys in all the styles are here yeah. you know if you want to get something <laughs> Absolutely, it can be intimidating, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think, and but I think as you define, like, define the style that you're going to tattoo in. Find your niche and kind find of your niche. It, it it allows you to be more confident because, well, I'm not doing the same tats as this as, guy or yeah, that guy. Exactly. You know, I'm doing this particular thing, and um, hopefully, it resonates with certain people. And the only competition is yourself. Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I like that individuality and it exactly being next to you know 
Soto and you got him as the world-class black and gray guy. And then you got me out of nowhere like, oh, he does some black and gray. Mm-hmm. Oh, but he does the mandalas. Wow, this is this is cool. Right. You know, so it's it's really cool. This is one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. That's great, man. Yeah, That's so great. So what's next for you as far as uh, your, your career, what you got going on, anything coming up? being better man growing you know mm-hmm. working with some of the best so hopefully becoming one of the best one day yeah. you know just keeping my head down and my machine going yep right on it's man the way it is stay humble tell people where they can get a hold of you um if they want to check you out check your workout um shoot out the instagram any kind of web pages or anything like that that you got cool yeah it's just uh, brad reese underscore tattoos as instagram it's at b-r-a-d-r-e-i-s underscore tattoo and um, if you need to email me, it's pretty much the same email at Yahoo. And um, that's pretty much it. San Clemente, California, Renaissance Studios. Right on, man. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate it. Awesome, yeah, everybody Joe. can uh, always check me out on Instagram at OG Joe Swanson. You can also check out the official Sullen Radio page at Sullen Radio. Um, go check that, those out. Give them a like and uh, a follow. Um, appreciate all the listens. And... Um, Thank you uh, to my guests. Brad, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Always, Joe. Thank you, man. Pleasure. All right.